0: Welcome to MIND, America's Lignite Energy Podcast, brought to you by the Lignite Energy Council of North Dakota. Here's your hosts, Kate Muggerud and Jeff Simon.
1: All right. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode of MIND, Lignite Energy in America. We are so happy to have you here with us and listening this week, and we appreciate you, um, all the support that we've gotten here. I have my co-host, Jeff. Um, Today, we have a couple guests with us that we will um, kind of be going over a few different things. I'm excited to dive into this. Um, Today, we are going to talk about uh, Butler Machinery. And so today from Butler Machinery, I have Paul Tokash. Paul is the Bismarck store manager um, at Butler. And then I have Rebecca Rensvold. Rebecca is the training and development manager uh, for Butler. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for joining us.
2: Great to be here. Thank you.
1: Thank
3: you, yeah, thanks for having us.
1: Fantastic, and like Rebecca, you're based out of Fargo, correct?
3: I am, yes, out of our corporate office, I support uh, all of our locations.
1: And when you say all of our locations, how many locations do we have?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, we are at 18 locations right now in three states. Uh, We are bringing uh, two more into the mix here real shortly. And uh, so we're in North Dakota, South Dakota, and Nebraska at this point. Nine in North Dakota, five in South Dakota currently, and four in Nebraska right now.
1: Oh, that's that's pretty great. So there's been some substantial growth.
3: There has been yes. Uh, we are are seeing um, some nice trends within within the organization. And while 2020 was a year of uncertainty. I definitely would say um, we we feel good about how we ended that year and um, we're excited about what's to come. Yeah,
1: yeah, fantastic. And Paul, you're based in Bismarck. Talk to me a little bit about what your role is. How, how's your job look on day-to-day?
2: Day-to-day job is uh, overseeing roughly around 130 people within our Bismarck facility. Uh, we uh, We've got a mix of of field trucks, uh, mechanics, uh, shop mechanics. We service the ag industry, uh, the energy industry, uh, provide parts, service, fluid analysis, uh, a number of different things like that. So a big part of my day is tied up with the sales team and also with uh, my other manager in the store.
1: That's great. So you guys, when we're talking about, you know, the locations, Rebecca, you just discussed too, are you looking on it, um, you know, your client base? Is that a national scale or do you primarily focus just in the Midwest?
3: For bringing on talent? Mm-hmm. Oh man, so we'll go national scale. Um, we have to be careful in that, in that sector um, from a national perspective. <clears throat> I'll go back to the 2014 timeframe. Um, When we were seeing agriculture and and oil and gas be at its peak, we saw a lot of transition into uh, the Dakota area Um, and we saw those people transition back out though and so it wasn't a sustainable work. So I would tell you our strategy would be to um, invest right in the Midwest in the three states we do business, maybe the surrounding states to us. Um, but we definitely focus our efforts here, so we're very aggressive in the uh, high school and middle middle school recruitment efforts, trying to get out and just talk about our industry and uh, yeah. the young people about the opportunity to to be a part of it, and that it's a true career for them, and it mm-hmm. can expand uh, in any direction. So when they look at an equipment dealership, um, there's accounting in our organization, and there's human resources, uh, and there's so much more that that it takes to support this business, but Um, So we focus our efforts in that high school area just to bring uh, knowledge of our industry so we can compete with those that get a lot more uh, visibility than we do. And then we'll do the the traditional college recruitment as well.
0: From my perspective, working with uh, folks in Western North Dakota, I mean, from the outset of the Bakken, I mean, it's been about uh, trucks and lots and lots of equipment. Uh, So (laughs) I think from from the get-go, diesel mechanic was the top Uh, top in-demand job out there, and it still is. So it's gotta be tough to compete for your workforce, I think, right? It's
3: wildly competitive, yes. We are orientating 18 young folks that have uh, uh, just joined our our organization, we'll say in the last four weeks. They are not coming through our program, uh, the Think Big program, which is Caterpillar specific. They are coming from General Diesel programs, but have chose Butler Machinery, and we're so thankful that they did. So we're orientating them this week getting them prepared to go out to the respective locations, uh, that they are going to support, but trying to get them familiar with business systems and safety and contamination control prior to putting them in Paul's capable hands, but then where he really needs to incorporate them as a, of an employee in, into the business, welcome, welcome them into this this family and this team. So it's exciting, but competitive is a good word.
0: I was just thinking about it from the lignite industry. I, I'm, uh, real familiar with, I mean, the machinery used in the oil industry as well, but uh, what sort of equipment uh, do you provide to the lignite industry?
2: Well, what we normally
0: provide is everything that,
2: everything except for the drag lines. That's that's about Mm -hmm. where we cut it off. So uh, it's all the large dozers, the haul trucks, uh, mostly caterpillar equipment. And um, the reason reason for the cat equipment is Mines in the oil industry are very dependent on, on high level machine availability. They need, uh, when a machine goes down, they need someone to take care of it right away. They need the parts, uh, the logistics to get the parts to them, all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, Rebecca said, it's incredibly important that we have uh, the technicians that are capable of doing this and mm-hmm. uh, building our own technicians. We do a lot of uh, on-site training being at uh, Rebecca's location in Fargo uh, for our mechanics and making sure that they're uh, they're capable in the mind to ask for them. Just this morning before we started the call, uh, we we're trying to figure out how we can shuffle people around to supply one of our mining customers' needs for, hmm. for technicians this weekend. So that's things we do every day, trying to take care of uh, our mining customers.
0: I I had a friend back in the day who was a diesel mechanic uh, who worked for any, he was a remote employee, but he had a work truck and, and you do a lot of that. You go out in the field to fix equipment, wow. right? Yeah, it's interesting because I started with
2: Butler back in 1981 as a mechanic. And uh, yeah. Butler's got a great reputation for uh, promoting people through the ranks. Uh, I was a field mechanic for a while. I actually worked in uh, the energy industry and at BNI Coal for a while. In uh, their purchasing and, and maintenance departments, and came back to Butler a couple of years ago. So uh, very very uh, tied in with the coal industry.
1: Wow. So on that note, can you when you talk about I I wasn't aware that you started recruitment even middle school, high school. I mean that's that's pretty cool, and I mean just kind of shows how like you know Jeff said how competitive you know, the the market is um, that you start at that level. So I know that when I kind of looked into a few things, there's a some tuition that you can provide. Talk to me a little bit about that, Rebecca.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So what we find is if we're talking to young people and they're already in that junior, senior year, their mind is, is kind of made up. So we really want to be introducing our industry. Um, eighth, ninth, 10th grade is when we can opportunities, show them the longevity, and then instill in them that we are committed to lifelong learning. Like Paul said, we've got an incredible training facility. We put a lot of future development into our folks. And so um, that's why our efforts are centered in in that area. Excuse me. We have a program called Think Big. It is a partnership between our uh, manufacturer Caterpillar Butler Machinery, and we have two programs, one in the state of North Dakota at NDSCS in Wapaton, and we have one at Lake Area Technical College in Watertown to support those, those two states. where We have a majority uh, of our locations, and we are the Caterpillar dealer <clears throat> in North and South Dakota. We do not uh, have the, the Nebraska Territory. So that program is two years. It is a college diesel program that is uh centered around Caterpillar technology specifically. We supply uh, financial support to those two colleges. We are the sole recruiting dealership into the programs, uh, financial assistance in other ways as well. And uh, the machinery and the training aids that they train on uh, have great relationships with those colleges and the instructors. And the students, yes, they are uh, paid during internship hours with us. And then um, this year, it's the first year we're going to launch this for the 2022 recruitment year. Uh, as a result of what is going on with the Career Builder Scholarship in the state of North Dakota, we're going to restructure our pay a bit to make students in North Dakota eligible for the the Career Builder match, uh, which is up to $8,500. Um, so, wow. scholarship that we would contribute to, the state contributes to, and, and it creates a, a three-year contract to have that uh, young person come on and work for us after they graduate and then stay in the state of North Dakota is ultimately what the career builder is really trying to do to attract that talent.
0: Actually, Rebecca, there's, there's two components of that. Um, have, have you hired anyone that has benefited from being able to pay off student loans? That's, that's our component of career builder actually,
3: right? Yes, <clears throat> there's the loan repayment option, yes. Um, we were talking about how we could consider that for our past court classes, if you will. Um, but we've been we've had this program in North Dakota since 2001, in South Dakota since 2009, and so we're really trying to trying to figure out what that looks like and how far you go back uh, while while abiding by uh, labor laws and, and operation in three different states, if you will. So right now we're just looking at the incoming workforce.
2: Sure. I do want to add that you know this program isn't only just for uh, high school students that are coming out and looking for a career. This is also for people that have been in different industries and are, are interested in pursuing a, a diesel technology degree and we've got a few of those that have gone through as well mm-hmm.
3: yeah for sure but- so high school is just access to the, the most people at, in a given place it's really do sure. go in the industry but like paul said we uh we're huge proponents of anybody looking to make that transition and that program Allows them the two years that they need to, to, to learn the fundamentals and to grow the foundation they need to launch into that career as a technician. So absolutely, we, we are not looking for just those coming right out of high school, a, a traditional uh, college student. We are very interested in the non-traditional path as well. So it's anyone really
1: that wants to go on this path. That's kind of what, I mean, anybody can, can kind of mm-hmm. dive into it, not just, you know, starting out.
3: Yeah, so about 50% of our employees are service technicians. It's by far the largest uh, employee awesome. we have. They become critical yeah. to our customers' business. Paul referenced this, machine downtime
1: yeah. is
3: critical to the mining uh, industry. It's critical to a sure. farm who needs to get crop off when yeah. there's uh, rain in the forecast. And so uh, our technicians uh, are a lifeline for our customers when needed and they need to um, be skilled and knowledgeable and technical to be able to go out and take care of that equipment and reduce downtime. We're very committed to that. It goes back in Butler's history. Uh, It was Twyla's grandfather who was um, really committed to that service side of the business. He understood because he had been a dirt contractor uh, and he was was very integral in um, the I-29 corridor construction and even highway 200. And so because he had been a dirt contractor before, he understood what it meant to need a dealership's support. And so that's still in our our roots and our foundation today, which is very, very cool.
0: Rebecca, your mention of non-traditional workers makes me wonder. um, You know, you think of diesel mechanic, you almost automatically think it's a guy. What, What are the opportunities for female employees with Butler?
3: It's a really great question. Uh, on the technician side, we do see very little interest, but we we talk to the young ladies uh, wherever we go. We have currently one uh, female that has graduated from our Think Big program in 2015. She is a diesel technician in our truck shop in Fargo. Does a really great job for us. Her name's Ashley, and then we've had other uh, females go through our program or come into our business as technicians, and they've other roles we've got a a female in our jamestown facility grew through our program and is now a service uh, service clerk excuse me service coordinator so she is on the back-end processing of all of our our service systems to ensure that when our customer does receive uh, contact from us it's it's accurate and so she's grown in the business um, and we've seen we've got a young lady that graduated from ndscs out of general diesel uh, was a technician for our, uh, the mines out in Bula, North Dakota for a while. Her name is Brooke. And then she decided to come into our business and she's currently working in our parts department uh, in Dickinson. And that's not all of them. That's just a couple of them right off the top of my head. Um, we're about 10% of our workforce. If you just look at uh, females as a whole, and a lot of us are in other positions, but absolutely females can be in this industry. Um, we partner so well. It's challenging. There's tons of variety, um, multitasking, and all of those things align greatly. So Paul, what would you add to that in your experience?
2: Yeah, you're you're exactly right. We will take a lot of different, you know, gender is not a barrier. Uh, Age isn't a barrier. There's there's a lot of things we can do with people. We do have an aptitude that is a requirement. People need to have that mechanical aptitude. And, and that's pretty basic to start out with. There's some basic testing that goes on there, and and we get a pretty good feel if you know, people are geared for this career. Uh, so some of that happens, but uh, you know and I want to tie this back to the coal industry a little bit. The Butler's got a great reputation of uh, with their mechanics, and the mines have been populating a lot of their workforce with our people. They move on from Butler, they move into there. Uh, Sometimes that isn't right for them and they come back. You know, it's it's a totally different uh, dynamic. They're working shift work a lot of different things, but we've got a great reputation with our people. Uh, You know, when when the mines are looking for a technician and a Butler mechanic uh, raises their hand, uh, a lot of times they're they're thrown in the queue. Again, totally different dynamic. Our people that are out on the road, they're very, very uh, autonomous. They like that type of a environment. They like to be their own boss to a certain extent. And and it's a a great career. I said, it's one of the most rewarding careers I can think of. Uh, Been there, you feel good at the end of the day that you've accomplished something. And so this is what Rebecca's doing right now is just feeding our system. And uh, people have been here for a long time. Plenty of employees, mechanics uh, that uh, retire out, uh, right out of bother here after a long and successful career. Uh, very happy with the, what they've
0: done. Gotta be interesting uh, working with customers who sometimes steal your employees. Huh?
2: It is, and that's very, very interesting dynamic. Uh, you know, you hate to see good people leave, but you know what happens with that, Jeff, is they become uh, strong, strong, Caterpillar and Butler supporters—they mm-hmm. uh, really do, and we miss them. And we still have a lot of people that come back. They dip their toe in the mining world for a little bit, and uh, it's a little bit different work dynamic. And some of them want to come back because I'm a little bit more in charge of my own destiny, if you want to call it. They—they uh, they like that. Uh, they're out—they're out in the truck. They're kind of their own boss for for most of the day, and. Uh,
0: Almost like an entrepreneurial type of uh, uh, spirit. I think we'd be derelict uh, our if we didn't ask about um, the oil and oil and gas industry in North Dakota. It's
1: obviously
0: huge, like lignite. So, what, what, Butler? Do uh, what's your relationship with the oil and gas industry? It's
2: very similar to uh, the coal industry. You know, their needs are very similar. Uh, require high degrees of availability. We, uh, we've we got engines out there, we've got generators out there, Caterpillar, uh, and, and when they're drilling oil or drilling foil, things have to run. There's no question about it. So if we get a call any time of the day or night. We've got people that are ready to roll and, and taking care of those, those customers. Uh, I look at the oil and gas industry is, is incredibly important to North Dakota, incredibly important to Butler, just like the coal industry is. They're slightly different, though. Uh, so the energy industry it, it rises and falls at the price of oil and political winds and all of that. Uh, yeah. The coal industry is a lot more stable. Uh, coal, they're planning with a 30-year horizon. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes the oil industry is a 30-day horizon. Uh, it's, it's just a little different that way. Okay. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, when you look at how, how you're involved in each industry, are they you're saying they're so similar? Are, are there differences between them?
2: There is differences. Uh, again, the, one of our, you know, our mission statement for Butler is, you know, forming long-term relationships with their customers and generating mm-hmm. mutual growth and success. So with the, the coal industry, that's an easy leap because they're in yeah. there for the long haul. We're forming long-term relationships with uh, producers in the oil industry as well. But again, things change so quickly. Yeah. There'll be people and companies that will be in North Dakota, and then they're in Texas, and they're in North Dakota, and then they're in Texas. So it's a little more difficult to do that. Uh, we're a little more reactionary when we're dealing with the oil industry and when they need something, we try to jump and we try to take care of them. But it's uh, uh, it's more of a one-off type of situation and, and we work hard on relationships.
1: Yeah. So kind of um, looking at last year and 2020 and kind of what that, what that looked like for a lot of companies, how did Butler... Um, pivot or basically handle that? I mean, were there, you know, obviously the workforce was impacted. Um, kind of talk to me a little bit, Rebecca, about how how that kind of changed your recruitment efforts and and then Paul, kind of a little bit about how that changed your maybe day-to-day.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, proud of, of Butler Machinery in 2020 and I'll tell you when the call was made, I was a little reluctant, but It was right in that March-April timeframe, a lot of uncertainty still happening, and we made a a call to get more aggressive with our marketing efforts as it pertained to bringing on talent. So when our competitors were uh, maybe taking a different approach to that uncertainty, we went with the risky, more aggressive uh, approach, and it has paid off dividends for us. Um, we had uh, a, a net hire uh, in 2020 in our service department, um, which was very nice to see. So that growth in bodies and then going into 2021 20, uh, here, I was just sharing with you that we have got 18 uh, new folks that are coming on with us again. So it paid off well. The other thing that we pivoted quickly on, and we could rely on this infrastructure of education that we've got in our learning department we pivoted very quickly into a space of um, providing uh, virtual learning opportunities to uh, the schools. And so they went into this mode of how do we continue a shop class <laughs> via Zoom? And so we started to put out different videos and different resources with assessments or on our equipment that they could access right from our website, and it was all free of charge. Our supplier partner, Caterpillar, did the same thing. It's called Technicians for North America. You can go on and sign up and get access to right around 20 very foundational courses uh, uh, related to the systems that are necessary to make diesel equipment run. And so we had that partnership. So if you go up to our our Butler Machinery um, website, there is a resources page that we built for for teachers. Um, We also um, felt as though they were heroes in those moments as well. And so we sent a teacher care package to um, all the teachers in North and South Dakota, Nebraska, and it included um, a poster, some information, um, some Butler branded coffee. And then if they uh, went the length to contact us after they received our box and set up a virtual recruitment event with us. So we would engage with them virtually to get into their classrooms and still continue to talk about our industry. We kind of looked at it like, let us take a classroom off your hands so you can prep and plan differently. Um, If they engaged and set that up, we would uh, then send them a Yeti cup to go with their coffee, and it uh, was huge for us. We are going into 2021 um, with a full class at Wahpeton, and we're almost uh, to, I'll say, three quarters of a class in Watertown. Um, So we were aggressive, and like I said, I was reluctant with the uncertainties, but we work for a company that is truly committed to the long-term uh, a sustainability of having workforce and, and being here for our customers. And so it, it, it was good, it was really good. Uh, we had a great team rally around us.
1: That's so cool to hear. Now, Paul, just from your standpoint, talk to me a little bit of, what, of how that year looked for you.
2: On the operational side, I don't, I don't think I need to tell anyone it was a challenge. No. Uh, we are an essential business and so we, uh, we were required to keep our doors open and keep things going. We, uh, we service the on-highway trucking industry uh, and, and how critical that was to move goods and service or move goods around. Uh, also back with the energy industry, we uh, adapted to some of their protocols that uh, were required at the mines or on, or on uh, oil sites. You know, part of, uh, part of what we do is we're pretty flexible. So if we have a customer that says, no, we can't, we can't mix your people with ours, uh, we worked outside. We did whatever we needed to do. Most of our equipment is sized large enough that we don't bring it into our facility. Uh, you know, our shops are always full, but when we're dealing with the mines and doing the oil industry, those pieces of equipment are pretty large. So they have to be serviced on site. So we've uh, we've segregated bays off, we've done a number of things there, and, and Rebecca's team was very, very uh, helpful when it came to uh, times when we had to deal with people being out of the store and providing training opportunities for them. This company's always been big on continuing education, and so they, uh, they did a great job for us uh, taking care of that. Uh, it's like anyone else, we resorted to Zoom meetings. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited now to get back in touch with some of our some of our customers again and being able to get on site and work with them again.
1: Hmm. That's,
0: That's awesome to hear, yeah. I was, I was just trying to imagine, uh, you know, servicing a, a haul truck on site. What does one of those hold like 20 gallons of oil when you change the oil in one of those things? <laughs> Yeah, typically
2: the engines are somewhere in the neighborhood of 55, 60 gallons of oil. And oh my that's gosh. just the engine. Uh, and yeah, there'll be hundreds of of gallons of fluids there. And you know, some of these machines are three hundred and fifty thousand pounds and so you just wow. you know, you don't you don't haul those down the road. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, we have to go to them. So that's, that's the way that's it good. is. It's gotta be an interesting occupation to do that. Mm-hmm
2: and that's again getting back to the whole thing big thing it is a tremendously interesting occupation uh i said i i've, I've always said you got to think about how lucky we are to be able to work in these industries because there's so many different things that you see and experience and you know it's we've got little kids that that uh we have uh, we have a breakfast every spring, and we try to get engaged with the community. And little kids are crawling on a piece of uh, small caterpillar equipment or a small piece of egg equipment, and you see their eyes light up. This is what everyone wants to do, and we're fortunate enough we can do this for a living. So, really like that. And I just wanted to touch on, uh, like Paul said, an essential
3: business in this competitive market, not only competing against incredible competitors of ours, but also young folks are seeing um, the healthcare industry and and what a very important industry is we we learned, but technology uh, has changed and we're seeing young people go that direction. And so while COVID was a very trying time and and terrible for so many folks, it really did showcase our, our industry to being that essential business. And that's one of the things we share when we go into middle schools or high schools is we try to get them to look at being a diesel technician um, as an individual that supports infrastructure. When you turn on your lights every day, when you eat the cereal that got to you via a transportation truck on highways, that's what we do. That's the that's the infrastructure that we support. So we're trying to educate them to see that. And COVID really <laughs> helped shine a light on that for us, uh, which is not to be positive around a, a terrible time, but um, that, that may or may not have been a significant factor that helped us to, to re maybe engage and instill in young folks. And so hopefully that continues, but um, it was good. I mean, we learned from it. We'll put it that way.
2: We still deal, we still deal a little bit with uh, the mindset of, well, if you can't do anything else, you can be a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that whole paradigm has shifted tremendously Uh, very first tool we we distribute to our technicians is the laptop that's what they work off of these aren't these aren't ignorant people they're they're very intelligent uh, and and most of them love working on challenges it's uh, Mm -hmm. that's what keeps them going so uh, this is something where people that like to work with their hands uh, we've got a lot of very smart people that could be engineers could be anything else but
0: they like working with their hands, and uh, they're very successful there. You know, you guys talk about uh, how it, uh, I think of you dealing with you know fossil fuel and primarily diesel power. But there's there's a lot of pressure politically, uh, you know, to try to reduce emissions in the country. Uh, I'm just curious, does does Butler have an R&D component to it? You are you looking? I asked him. You're looking for ways to make your equipment uh newer, better, cleaner, more efficient, uh, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, a lot of that is handled by our OEMs, the uh, original equipment manufacturers, Caterpillar, AgCo, etc. You know, they are they are under uh you know regulatory uh protocols that they have to follow and uh like you know the tier fours and all the different terminology we use in the in the industry. Uh however butler itself does get involved with this at times. We've worked with uh, the EERC up in Grand Forks and uh, I think we provided some equipment to them on occasion for uh, uh, for testing with hydrogen and, and uh, different things like that. So Butler's always been big into the energy industry. It doesn't matter if it's, uh, if it's uh, coal or if it's uh, oil, gas, uh, you know, we, I look at the ag industry now as being a big part of our energy industry as well. You know, the ethanol is being produced and biodiesel, and you know, Butler's always been a big part of, of that market as well. So uh, most of the technology comes from our, from our OEMs, but Butler definitely supports the industries. And, and before, I wanna make sure we're not leaving a, a huge part of our industry or a huge part of our business out but uh, I want to talk about our parts personnel as well. You know, we focused on our Think Big program, but we've got tremendous opportunities here on the parts side as well. And, uh, and this falls right into making sure we can keep equipment running. We have to have people that uh, can handle the logistics of getting those parts to our customers. So, uh, we, uh, we work together pretty well the team here.
1: So now kind of when we look at this upcoming year and, you know, thank God we're all out of 2020, but when we're looking to, you know, 2021 and, and, you know, kind of the next few years, Rebecca, what does that look like for you in terms of, you know, recruitment and the workforce kind of where, where's your head at here this, this year?
3: That's a good question. So we are hiring for a recruiter right now um, to take over our North Dakota territory Uh, and do support um, just on the Western side, of the border there for us as we uh, bring Sydney, Montana online as a Butler egg equipment uh, facility. And um, so we'll have a recruiter in the state of South Dakota and then this complementary role then in the state of North Dakota so we can divide and conquer a lot better. We are going to be focusing uh, very heavily on relationships within our communities and how we can support these uh, FFA programs and um, shop teachers. There's uh, a huge opportunity in Dickinson right now with their CTE uh, program and the facility that they were that the Dickinson Public Schools were able to um, secure in 2020. And so um, we're gonna divide and conquer, focus on that, that relationship side of things. We need to strategically grow our workforce. So going back to that 2014 timeframe agriculture at a a high oil and gas, um, giving us uh, a a lot of um, opportunity, we uh, maybe didn't hire as strategically as we should have. And uh, we were just uh, looking to have individuals that could even uh, take the call uh, when it was necessary. And so at this point, we're going to look for that um, steady progression being aggressive in the marketplace, doing things differently. How do we look at um, re-attracting talent? Uh, that's changed within our organization. So if an employee has left us and they come back, depending on the time frame, there's an opportunity <clears throat> for them not to lose out on where they had been, maybe in a benefit structure. Um, relocation packages, that, that type of opportunity is all stuff that we're, we're going to be more nimble with so that we can uh, attract talent differently. And then um, just continue to, to share share our story. Butler Machinery is a family owned business that's been in operation for 65 years. And that in itself is, is a testament to the organization. Uh, we pride ourselves on, on keeping the workforce that we do have. We don't go through ups and downs, or we haven't uh, to a, a large extent in terms of workforce reduction or anything like that. And so, um, Whenever I get asked why I love this business, why I do this, why I want to attract others to it, definitively the industries for me uh, is the is the original uh, love. But then it's the stability uh, and this growth that's going to be in front of us is going to be challenging but exciting, and we get to figure out how to do it. Um, so I really just see uh, see us looking at strategic steady growth, uh, being smart about what we're doing, and then um, we're gonna have. To to collaborate and uh, come together as a team, or, or we won't get it, we won't get it done, will we, Paul?
2: <laughs> oh, I missed that last part, Rebecca, I'm sorry.
3: Oh, no, that's okay.
1: <clears throat> so, just Paul, said, now correct.
3: Yeah, yo, you go ahead, okay.
1: Kate. I was going to say, um, Paul, so when you, same question now to you, when you're looking you know, to this upcoming year here for, for 2021, um, kind of this, this future that you're looking towards, what are some of, uh, what's your outlook look like? You know, what are your strategic goals here that you have for this year?
2: Well, you know, we're all a little bit concerned here in Bismarck is, you know, when we talk about great river energy and, and, uh, Cold mm-hmm. Creek plant. So those are one of the things that's in the back of my mind, uh, you know, making, uh, that we're making decisions with with all of that in the background, uh, we are continuing to be on a on a pretty steady growth pattern. So, uh, it's it's all about people. You know, we have to have the people in, uh, to be able to conduct our business. Uh, right now, we're struggling like a lot of other manufacturers with, uh, you know, supply chain. Uh, our parts side is doing really really well. Uh, so Everyone's having a little hard time finding equipment right now. So those are some of our challenges, uh, but we're actually sitting really good with people. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, you know shuffling them around where they need to be and uh, working with Rebecca's team to continue to feed that, uh, that need as we grow. Butler's uh, been on a growth uh, trajectory since the company was founded back in 1955 continuing to grow, continuing to expand, uh, both in territory and and in markets. And so that's just gonna continue on and this, you know, we're always looking for, for uh, talented people to join our team. And uh, again, it doesn't matter if it's a technician or, or if in administration, or if in our arts area or sales areas, we're looking for good people. And, uh, there's always a need
0: for that. We talked about ag and energy. We also are hearing the word infrastructure a lot too. I quite a bit with the highway and bridge contractor types, don't you, Paul? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our
2: uh, obviously the base of our business across the company is our construction business. And, and it's the same needs there, a little more seasonal in North and South Dakota. But uh, yeah, with everything that's coming out of Washington right now, and, and uh, obviously there's a lot of infrastructure needs out there, and it's just uh, waiting on funding and trying to make sure all that's taken care of, but uh, we work with our customers pretty pretty closely. Uh, when we, you know, we predicted some of this stuff was happening late last year that we're gonna be a little bit tight on equipment, and so we're working with customers saying, hey guys, uh if you're looking at uh at making some purchases let's let's move them up a little bit it's not it wasn't to put money in our pockets it's to try to make our customers successful and that's kind of how we approach most things so we're uh we take care of our, our construction customers as much as we do with everyone
0: else
3: and i want to Absolutely. touch on that too from a recruitment perspective you guys can tell i a passionate about this but That is another reason that Butler Machinery is so cool is all of the industries we do serve. Um, It allows us that opportunity to have variety. Paul keeps talking about moving people around as we see fit as, as different industries um, reach their cyclical nature. We have that seasonality that really can, can tend to, to uh, impact us. And so that, that nimble approach is, is how we continue to do business and take care of customers. But Geographically, Eastern North Dakota looks very different than Western North Dakota. Same with South Dakota for us. And then we support an egg industry that we're talking the Canadian border to Fremont, Nebraska. And so uh, wildly different seasonality. And, and um, so it again, it, it's uh, that nimble nature that we have to want to problem solve and, and be ahead of things, be more proactive and reactive when we can. Uh, we're, we're certainly not uh, perfect, but... If you're looking at this industry uh, and, and that infrastructure that we all need uh, in our lives and you wanna be a part of that, have that purposeful living, our, our business is so cool because we support all of those.
1: Now, if we wanna have our, our viewers learn a little bit more, Rebecca, where can they go? Um, specifically, I know we got multiple you know audience groups here that we're talking to, but you know just the general, um, public where can we learn more about Butler and then also where can like our teachers I know you mentioned that you have a specific resource page for our teachers too where do they go for that
3: yes so it's butlermachinery.com and if you scroll down on our home page there's uh, going to be four different options the resource page or our careers page and we have great careers pages for uh, both the service and part side of our business like Paul said um, the largest uh, groups of of team members we have are in those two areas of our business so that we can serve our customers. And so you can find our pay uh, and some highlights of our benefits out there. Our benefits are very hard to beat. This organization does a nice job taking care of its people in that space as well. So it's butlerminery.com, and if you scroll down, like I said, there's those four uh, different widgets that you can select to go to the different spaces that you wanna learn more about.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I, on that note, I just from my experience and when I was in high school, at uh, uh, Bismarck High School, I remember, you know, recruitment when I even was there. And um, I remember one of the things that, you know, specifically the teachers and then the students that went to Butler, they talked about all the great benefits. And, you know, it, it wasn't just the paycheck, but it was the whole there's a career path and, and all the, the benefits that come along with that paycheck too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. something to note. that's, that's what you're known for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome.
2: Um, sometimes the benefits are looked at as what's on paper. Uh, I look at the benefits a lot of, uh, are you happy with what you're doing? And, yeah. you know, that's, that's a big driver for anyone to be successful in their career. Are you happy with what you're doing? And we work pretty hard to to keep our people happy with what they're doing. Uh, so Rebecca Absolutely. said, there's always, always areas we can improve. But that's how we look at it. What can we work on?
1: Yeah, and and I think the testament to that is the the longevity that a lot of your employees have at Butler. I mean, it's not you know just a few years and gone, but really, truly, people make it a career. And so, obviously, that's a testament to the company and and you know the culture because you won't stay. You know, typically people will stay where they're happy. So awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to to visit with Jeff and I and. Um, and for us just to learn more about Butler machinery, it's been, it's been wonderful.
0: Interesting insight. Thanks both of you.
3: Yeah, yeah, Jeff, Kate, thank you so much. We appreciate uh, your partnership and, and your time and, and this opportunity.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of mind America's lignite energy podcast. For more information on lignite energy in North Dakota, visit lignite.com.